what these young bloods have to understand that this game has always been and will always be about buckets. Just attack the basket. Welcome to Buckets Action Network's NBA podcast presented by our guys over at FanDuel. I am your host, Sean Little, with my guy, Joe Delera. This is the Thursday edition of Buckets Best Bets being recorded late on Wednesday night. I got Joe. I had to send him the, the late link to record. I just got back to the house from the Knicks game. It was an absolute thriller. Joe, what's going on, my boy? Dude, I'm pumped. Brunson looked great. I'm a Knicks fan, got the Knicks gear on, so we had a good night tonight. So I'm just excited for this slate on Thursday. Not a big slate, but we got some exciting games. Not a big slate, not a lot of options late at night, too, but we uh, we got some plays for you guys I think you'll enjoy. Joe's going to start it off. Give me your best bet, I'll give mine, and then we'll jump into it. I'm going to be fading the Brooklyn Nets on a back-to-back, and I'm going to be taking the Dallas Mavericks money line. Uh, this is, you know, as high as like minus 132 or so right now. I, I like that. I still like it. I think the Mavs pulled this one off. I am going Demonis Sabonis over 17.5 points at minus 125. They are playing the Grizzlies at home. Joe, jump into yours. Give me the details. Give me the cap. Why are you looking at it? Part of this is, look, the Nets, like I said, they're playing on a back-to-back. Ben Simmons just tweaked his back in this game against the Bucks. He says he's going to play, but honestly, we've heard that before from Mr. Simmons. So uh, I'm not super sure that Benjamin's going to be suiting up for this contest. Additionally, just when I'm looking at these two teams, it's it seems like a tale of uh, one team's really performing at their max level, and that's the Dallas Mavericks. And everything seems to kind of be clicking for them. Uh, Luka has an absolutely preposterous, preposterous usage rate right now. He's at like 44% and he is balling. And then you're bringing in Christian Wood off the bench and he's been absolutely incredible. So it's a prop that I'm eyeing. I'm seeing it. I think it was going to open around like 27 and a half, 28 and a half points and rebounds. He's cleared it in every game this season. So it's definitely a spot that I'm looking at. And I think that he's going to be totally able to take advantage of that really realistically undersized Brooklyn front court. Um, they're going to have some issues, I think, containing Christian Wood. I think they're going to have some issues dealing with Luka Doncic. And the fact of the matter is the Mavericks big thing is like, they don't really have traditional bigs because they, they obviously they have JaVale McGee, but let's not, let's not slander JaVale too Hold much. On. Three time. You got, anytime you say JaVale <laughs> McGee, you got to say three time NBA champion JaVale McGee. <laughs> Damn. We're living in the past here, man. <laughs> But uh, no, I mean, three-time champ JaVale McGee, he's he's a starter. I mean, it's it's quite the choice, but uh, they don't really need him in this matchup. I think that you're going to see a lot more Christian Wood, and that's really the best you know type of lineup that Dallas is going to be running out there. So given the fact that this is a back-to-back, I don't know what Brooklyn's going to do. I know that Steve Nash got real fired up in uh, this game against the Bucs, but the Brooklyn, they had a good lead, and then they just blew it. So I don't know if that's coaching. I don't know if that's chemistry. I don't know if that's scheme. They just don't really have a real game plan. But you know when you see the Dallas Mavericks, you are 
going to get a heavy, heavy dose of Luka Doncic, and you're going to see a lot of Christian Wood. So I think the fact that this line's already been on the move, it opened at plus two and a half, which is crazy. And now like you're already starting to see the line swing the other way. I like the Mavericks, and I'm going to try to hop on this as long as it's under a possession. Yeah, Christian Wood is definitely unconventional big, and they have shown that they're going to have issues, the Nets, with those guys. The Nets absolutely folded tonight. If you watch that yeah. game, I, I I was following as I was at the Knicks game. They they have a lot of different things going on over there. We talked about Steve Nash, who a lot of people think can't really handle the situation, doesn't have it schematically-wise just to get things going and just is going to tend to lean on Durant and Kyrie and try to make this whole Ben Simmons thing work. But – as of now and, and and to start the season, it hasn't worked so well. And then Dallas, like you said, they have been doing a lot of things right on offense, have two L's on the year, but they they easily could be three and L. There's no I question. Yeah, there, there's no question about that. The way that they've been playing, they have uh they figured out exactly what they need to do with Luca, obviously, and who they need to put around him. I think these these close L's are gonna start turning into wins. I was actually yeah. talking to John Henson on um, our show on MSG network today about, I'm like, Hey, yo, Jay, why, why is it that when some of these starters go down, like we had no Zion, we had no BI, we had no Herb Jones. And what is it about those situations that those teams seem to still get W's in those spots? He talked about Dallas and other teams in particular, just when he was playing that you come in, and you do you do kind of pull that guard down a little bit. You're not mm-hmm. as locked in. You're not as fired up to play those squads because of those type of situations where they're missing their best guys. And then on the flip side, everybody on the Pelicans can just kind of play free. We don't have to yeah. worry about feeding Zion. We don't have to worry about feeding uh, Brandon Ingram and those guys. So it's an interesting spot. But, yeah, I agree with you. Dallas could easily be 3-0. and And the Nets, for me, are one of those squads right now that I, I'm not going to be backing them until I feel like <laughs> They look, like yeah, they look like a cohesive, yeah. They look like a cohesive squad that you know can play as a as a team that allegedly is going to compete for the for the Eastern Conference. And I mean, one of the other things that I noticed that I really like, and I think it's going to give Brooklyn in particular some issues, is uh, Dallas has been running some really effective like double screens and some really good ball movement and off ball movement with both Christian Wood and Maxi Kleba both on the court. And I think with them both on the court, they're both like non-traditional bigs. And that I think matches up really well with Brooklyn. If you're going to start putting Kevin Durant in action, that's a great way to maybe get him in foul trouble, maybe get him like a little bit off guard, you have to use a little bit more of his energy on the defensive side of the ball. And the one thing that you did mention about how Dallas kind of folded to the Pelicans I'm a little bit less concerned about that in this particular game, even if Simmons sits or somebody sits just because it literally just happened. They're not going to let it happen again, uh, even with that type of motivational, maybe let down. So I think generally maybe that is a spot that I I 100 percent agree with. But I think maybe in this specific instance, because they just had it happen to them, I think they're going to come in real fired up for this game. Yeah, I mean. You don't. You never. I, I like backing teams with a guy like Luca coming off a loss, and then we have the Nets on a back to back, like you laid out. All right, let me jump into Demonis Sabonis over seventeen and a half points, minus one twenty five. It's going to be a bounce back day for me. I took a. I took the L on the Tobias rebounds, and I'm currently sweating Portland and Miami under two twenty two and a half. So hopefully Demonis can come through for me over seventeen and a half points. I like the spot though. This is going to be a free-flowing game. Kings, Memphis, Grizzlies, both teams want to get up and down 
and uh, they don't want to play in defense. Game sits at the total right now of 236 on FanDuel. Memphis has given up 116.6 possessions a game. We know what they want to do. High pace, get out and run with Ja, Bane, the gang, and do damage that way. But I say that to say this. Bigs have had tons of success on Memphis. Let's go all the way back to game one. Isaiah Hardenstein for the for the Knicks scores 16, 7 of 11 from the field in their opener. A lot of people didn't even know who that was game one of the year. So he played 40 minutes and did a lot of damage interiorly on the, on the interior against Memphis. Let's go to game two. Alpi Shingun goes 9 for 13 and scores 23 points in 27 minutes against Steven Adams and those guys. They're soft in the middle. And, and I'm talking about big specifically. A lot of the guards are getting a lot of their buckets in the paint as well. Let's talk about Christian Wood, game three. He scores 25 points, 25 minutes, is an absolute force in the paint and kills them at the line. They have zero answer, Steven Adams in the gang, for Christian Wood in that game against Dallas. He ate them up. Then we're talking about the Nets. Let's talk about Nick Claxton in game four. He played really well. Force at both ends on the defense and offensive side, 16 on 7 of 10 shooting. Sabonis has only gone over this number once, but it was in the last game, and it was in another wide-open, up-and-down style against Golden State in their last matchup. I like this to go over 17. I like Sabonis to go over 17.5 points. Darren Fox has been playing out of his mind, scoring the basketball. I want to say he's gone over his – Points, every rebounds, game. yeah, points, rebounds. Every game. Darren Fox has gone over 36 and a half points, rebounds, assists every game this year. He's been playing phenomenal, getting out, making things happen for the Kings. And they're also undefeated, or not undefeated. They don't have a win, excuse me. The exact opposite. <laughs> so the Kings are trying to pick up their first win on the year. I like uh, them to lean on Fox, lean on Sabonis, and I like him to go over 17 and a half points. That's that's a great spot. I think it's a great spot. Now, actually, I was pulling some numbers, uh, Sabonis against Steven Adams, and he's like routinely like right around this like 18, 18, 18. Like he's crushing this number against Steven Adams and they're missing Jaron Jackson Jr. So that interior, like you said, is just it's charm and soft like that is a that is a soft interior right now. And it's not it's not really a Steven Adams thing. It's a scheme thing. Like they just don't have all their guys. And I think that makes it really tough. And I think, like you said, this is going to be a fast-paced game. It's going to be a game where it's, it's going to be pretty fluid. And it's one prop. It leads me to one prop that I'm looking at and I'm kind of have a lean on, and it's uh, Desmond Bain over three and a half assists. And I'm not 100% sure if I want to take it because I know in the last game, uh, Brooks came back. He still had seven assists, but it was only on eight potentials. So it's more of a lean. I I, I think I gotta I gotta make the decision based on the juice. See how this line kind of moves, but it's definitely a spot that I'm looking at, and what I think is going to be a fast paced game. I mean, he's gone over this really every game, and he's averaging 10.5 potentials per game. But Brooks always he always makes me a little nervous with the, <laughs> with fluidity in the offense. Seven uh seven seven dimes on eight potentials is is. Not going to happen all the time. So no. that is that is something you want to you want to look at when you're looking at assist props. And I mean, listen, if you're smart, they should be sending people run. They would do everything in their power to run Bane off the three point line, and yep. then that would that would start to give him more potential assists. 
opportunities if they want to stay in the game. Desmond Bain just loves to just sit out there, hang out. He's a sharpshooter. Yeah, sharpshooter sniper. Connor just hangs out, wants to watch Ja do his thing. And like, oh, yeah, hey, you get in a little trouble. Draw the double. I'm here at the top of the key. I'm ready to go. And yeah, that's what he like, wants to do. I'm just so, going to bang these threes. Yeah, I'm just going <laughs> to hang out, chill, and, and shoot semi-good look three-pointers when, when Ja goes to work and does his thing. So yeah, there's a it's a slim slim pick and slate for Thursday. We have Mavs Nets, what we talked about a bunch. Then we have Clippers Thunder. Clippers coming off a, a bad loss there. Then we got Heat Warriors. Heat are up big right now in Portland. That'll be an interesting game on a back to back. Not too much travel, but it's a back to back against the Warriors. And then we got the Grizz Kings that we just talked about. Well, how do you feel about? It looks like the Heat are going to pick up the W. Is this is that one of those spots where we were undervaluing the Heat? We know how they get down year in year out, and they come out this year have a slow start, and then all of a sudden they're in Portland, and the number is very little. Yeah, man, one and three, dude. Miami's like one of those teams that I always struggle to cap, and I think it's because like I'm looking at the talent, and I'm just like, ah, like this doesn't feel like enough. And then, like, it's nothing against Jimmy or or Bam or anybody, but they just they're they're really difficult to cap. But then you have Spolstra, and he's just such an excellent coach that I think it really levels the playing field, or at least tilts it, honestly, in Miami's favor. Granted, this game against the Warriors, I think, is going to be a real tough one. Uh, you don't know if some of these guys are going to sit. It, obviously, it's a road trip. I know you mentioned like there's not a lot of travel, but it's still a late game for these guys. They're all East coast guys. You're going to the West coast. Like this is, this is a late game right now. Um, they're going to get home, have to, tra- or they're not even going to go home. They're going to travel, go right to golden state. And I, you, you wonder if maybe like Jimmy gets some his minutes managed or something like that. And golden States, even on their side, they're not playing their guys, all their minutes, really their rotations are a little funky right now. And you, they just had that crazy, like, what was it? Seven technicals against the, you know, in that game. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, like, I, same, like yeah. these guys are going to be fired up. So I, I think that's, that's going to be a particularly tough game for Miami, I think, but I think it's a little bit too hard to guess right now as to like, who's going to be in, who's going to be out. Because I would say uh, Jimmy's probably worth what, like three points to the spread at least. So, yeah, at least. you know, it, it's a little, it's a little tough because you don't know if, if, if he's out, maybe it's three points. If Bam drops or somebody like that, then you're going to be looking at like a huge, huge swing in the spread. I think this is kind of one of those, you might just have to wait until reports come out about who exactly is going to play. Yeah. And they're coming off a big loss against Phoenix right now. There's a few props up Steph Curry point total over 25 and a half is minus 120. The unders at minus 110. Andrew Wiggins is at over 17 and a half points. That's at even money under 17 and a half is minus 130. There's not too, too much out there right now for this game as we record here Wednesday night at right around, it, it just flipped, I guess, Thursday morning. Like, you know, the, the, the whole midnight thing on Wednesday. So it's Thursday morning, <laughs> but there's not a lot of stuff out there, but those should be some pretty good games. The one thing I did want to look at was look at some more of these assists and point props when they when they become fully available on FanDuel for Memphis at the Kings. That 236 yeah. total number is not a joke. It's going to be up and down. And this and the, the the Kings are going to be trying to pick up their first win at home. They're going to be up for this. The crowd should be up for this, seeing Ja and those guys come into town. So be on the lookout for that stuff. And um 
think that's it for me. Anything else you want to touch on before we get out of here? Only one thing. I, I'm going to bring it back to that Mavs game, like real, real quick. Yeah. I was looking at this and I was a little surprised, honestly, considering Luca's usage has been astronomical. His turnover prop um, has been set around like four and a half and he's not even close. He's like not even touching that. I think yeah. he's had like one game at three. So it's, it's actually really interesting. And I think it's something that is helping the Mavericks. So you would think with that type of usage that you would have turnovers. And it's something that Luca has struggled with before. And for whatever reason, whatever's going on with this offense, maybe it's the fact that he's in shape and he was playing like good ball in Eurobasket and he's coming in like in midseason form. He looks great. And it's it's a prop like if it's available or if it's something that you can get, uh, I, I definitely like maybe looking at that under four and a half against this, you know, against this Nets team that's not really going to force a lot of turnovers either. Yeah, that's interesting because Doncic is always under control, even yeah. at the basket. His footwork is amazing. You never see him – well, I wouldn't say never, but he doesn't <laughs> draw many offensive fouls barreling down the lane and no. that type of stuff. He's always very under control. Deed never typically knows which direction he's going, and he's always he, – he's at his own pace. He does his own thing. I, if you're listening to this pod, you already know that Luca works at his own pace. I love that look. Look out for that. If you can get a if you can get a good number there, I think take a peek. Even though the usage is through the roof. All right, that's going to be it for our Thursday edition of Best Bets on the Buckets podcast via the Action Network. Shout out our guys at FanDuel holding it down first across the board. For Joe Delera, I am Sean Little. Buckets Thursday. Let's go.